the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. It's almost the weekend, Thursday, June 8th, 2023. Here's a preview of the news today. Murder count increases to five for the year. We need your vote and assistance for another destination award. Jamaica and Bahamas form a tourism partnership. COVID-19 outbreak at the geriatric ward in Barbados. CNN chairman and CEO steps down. Game three highlights of the NBA finals in your sports report. And a look at what's happening in the skies with your weather forecast. Join me for those stories and more. We're here again. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It's a pleasure as always. I am Soya Fassler. The murder count for 2023 has now increased to five. Detectives from the Serious Crime Unit of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force responded to the scene of a murder along South Dock Road in the vicinity of a tire shop across from Cargo Express Shipping on the afternoon of Wednesday, June 7th. Details remain limited at this time. However, preliminary information received stated that several calls were placed to the police control room indicating that a male was slumped in a vehicle following a shooting. The victim's identity has not officially been released to the public and investigations are ongoing. Head of Crime, Safeguarding and Public Protection Superintendent Dean Holden is appealing to members of the public who witnessed the shooting to contact the nearest police station or call 911. You can also leave information anonymously with Crime Stoppers at 1-800-8477. The calls cannot be traced in the United States or the TCI. And the Environmental Health Department and, by extension, the Ministry of Health and Human Services, a leading advocate for public health and vector control, made a significant impact on students' understanding of vector-borne diseases during recent school visits. As a part of Vector Control Awareness Month, the organization hosted an engaging and educational event at schools throughout the Turks and Caicos Islands between May 22nd and 26th, aimed at raising awareness about the importance of vector control measures. Vector Control Awareness Month, observed annually during the month of May, serves as an opportunity to educate communities about the risks associated with vector-borne diseases and promote effective prevention strategies. The Environmental Health Department's Vector Control Unit school visits were designed to empower students with knowledge about vectors, the diseases they transmit, and the proactive measures individuals can take to protect themselves and their communities. During the visits, the Vector Control Unit team of experts engaged with the students through interactive presentations, hands-on activities, and informative demonstrations. The event also focused on cultivating a deeper understanding of vector biology, the habitats of common vectors, and the diseases they transmit, such as dengue fever and Zika virus. By fostering a proactive mindset, the vector control team emphasized the importance of implementing vector control measures, such as removing standing water, using insect repellents, and employing proper waste management techniques. 
All these actions serve as crucial steps in reducing vector populations and minimizing the risk of vector-borne diseases within communities. The events at the schools were met with enthusiasm and active participation from both students and faculty members. Students expressed their appreciation for the engaging sessions, which equipped them with valuable information to protect themselves and their loved ones from vector-borne diseases. The Environmental Health Department and the Ministry of Health and Human Services remains committed to raising vector control awareness beyond vector control awareness month by offering resources, educational materials, and community outreach initiatives. And the 56th annual South Caicos Regatta Festival, held on May 25th and 26th, witnessed extraordinary victories in both the Miss Regatta and Miss Teen Regatta pageants, marking a significant milestone in the festival's history. Amskaj Antoine, sponsored by Elise KK Limited, won the first ever Miss Teen Regatta, while Tanel Garland, sponsored by BOTCI, triumphed in the Miss Regatta competition after not placing in last year's event. The inclusion of Miss Teen Regatta in the festival this year brought a new wave of excitement and meaning to the event. Traditionally, Thursday night was allocated to the Little Miss Regatta pageant, but the committee decided to revamp the pageant and introduce Miss Teen Regatta. This change presented a major benefit by providing a platform for young women to express themselves, showcase their talents, and become ambassadors for their community and culture. The committee recognized the importance of empowering the youth and believed that Miss Teen Regatta would be the ideal opportunity to do so. Looking forward, the South Caicos Regatta Festival pageants will continue to grow as the committee explores further opportunities for the queens to enhance their skills and character development. The committee is excited to announce that Regatta 57 is tentatively scheduled to take place from May 23rd to 27th, 20. 24. And the Turks and Caicos Islands should be quite elated as we have been nominated for the coveted title of Caribbean's Best Spa Destination in the 9th Annual World Spa Awards. This nomination is a testament to the exceptional quality, service, and innovation offered by the world-class spas and wellness facilities throughout our beautiful islands. The World Spa Awards, a subsidiary of the World Travel Awards, was established to celebrate and reward the excellence in the spa and wellness sector across the globe. Being nominated in this highly competitive category alongside other esteemed destinations such as Anguilla, Barbados, Bermuda, Dominican Republic, Jamaica, St. Lucia, and the Bahamas, it only further solidifies the Turks and Caicos Islands' reputation as a premier destination for luxury and wellness experiences. Voting for the World Spa Awards opened on Tuesday, May 16th and will run until Tuesday, August 8th. To vote for the Turks and Caicos Islands as the Caribbean's best spa destination, you can visit the World Spa Awards website at www.worldspaawards.com slash award slash Caribbean best spa destination slash 2023. That was a look at our local news. Let's see what's happening with our neighbors.
Jamaica and the Bahamas have announced a new partnership aimed at developing a cooperative approach to air travel and the further growth of the region's tourism industry. Jamaica's Tourism Minister Edmund Bartlett held talks with the Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Tourism, Investments and Aviation for the Bahamas, Chester Cooper, as the two countries participate in the annual Caribbean Week celebrations organized by the Caribbean Tourism Organization. Jamaica has been spearheading an initiative of regional cooperation in the marketing of tourism with Kingston piloting the multi-destination strategy of promoting the Caribbean as one destination in which travelers have the option of experiencing two or more destinations while on their travels. The countries are looking at how we can collaborate in the area of air connectivity to begin with. Currently, Jamaica is engaged in multi-destination arrangements with Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Mexico, and Panama, and there have also been discussions with the Cayman Islands. To put a similar agreement in place, Bartlett said giving effect to this initiative will entail standardizing certain protocols such as having a common visa regime and clearance arrangements that will allow for visitors to the Bahamas and other destinations to market together and bring more airlines into the region. The proposed collaboration with the Bahamas also takes into consideration the matter of training and resilience building. Now Barbados health authorities have confirmed an outbreak of the coronavirus or COVID-19 at a ward of the geriatric hospital on the outskirts of the capital, Bridgetown. The country's Ministry of Health and Wellness said it has since suspended visits to the ward and that four patients have tested positive for the virus between Monday, May 29th and June 6th. The ministry is closely monitoring the situation and measures have been put in place to control the spread of COVID-19 in the hospital. The Pan American Health Organization has told Barbados and other Caribbean countries that it is important to continue public awareness on hand hygiene, coughing and sneezing etiquette. It added that countries should continue social distancing even as they relax the measures that had been put in place to curb the spread of the virus that killed or infected thousands of people in the region since the first case was detected in 2020. And beginning November 4th, 2023, getting to Grenada will be a little bit easier for Boston residents with the launch of JetBlue's new nonstop Boston to Grenada service. The Grenada Tourism Authority announced the scheduled year-round flight will be on the carrier's premium 159-seat A321 Mint aircraft with 16 lie-flat seats and will operate weekly on Saturdays. The flight departs from Boston Logan International Airport at 8 a.m. and arrives at the Maurice Bishop International Airport in Grenada at 1.43 p.m. The flight returns and departs Grenada at 3.03 p.m. and arrives in Boston at 7.04 p.m. The new service will be JetBlue's second route to the island. The carrier currently offers daily nonstop service from New York's John F. Kennedy to Maurice Bishop. JetBlue recently bolstered its service to Grenada, increasing the capacity of its regular daily service from an A320 to the 200-seater A321 for the entire summer peak period of June 15th to September 5th. 
Additionally, with the destination's biggest cultural event on the horizon, Spicemus, JetBlue will increase its service to a second daily nonstop flight from August 7th to September 1st. The 162-seat A320 will depart from JFK at 9.50 p.m. and arrive in Grenada at 2.47 a.m. The return flight departs Grenada at 5.01 and arrives at JFK at 9.57 a.m. The numbers from the U.S. to the Spice Isle continue to move in the right direction, and this commitment is a testament to JetBlue's belief in developing the island nation. That wraps up our regional news. World News is up next. CNN Chairman and CEO Chris Licht is stepping down, parent company Warner Brothers Discovery announced on Wednesday. In his 13-month tenure, Licht vowed to institute down-the-middle coverage but faced backlash over decisions such as a recent town hall event with former President Donald Trump. David Zaslav, president and CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, said that the job of leading CNN was never going to be an easy one, especially at a time of huge disruption and transformation. However, Licht poured his heart and soul into it. While we know we have to work to do as we look to identify a new leader, we have absolute confidence in the team that we have in place and will continue to fight for CNN and its world-class journalism. Chris Licht, who became network chief last May after recently leading The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, to much success, saw his tenure dogged by fierce criticism in the press, often the result of leaks from employees around him who never fully trusted his leadership skills or editorial vision. Warner Brothers Discovery has undertaken an active search for a replacement, the company said in a statement on Wednesday. And in the meantime, the business side of CNN will be led by an interim team, which is made up of Amy Intellis, the EVP of Talent and Content Development, Virginia Mosley, EVP of Editorial, and Eric Sherling, the EVP of U.S. Programming, and David Levy, the Chief Operating Officer. And a minibus crash in northern Afghanistan killed 25 people, including 9 children and 12 women, a police spokesman said on Wednesday. The accident happened in a mountainous area with half-paved roads in Sar-e-Pol province as the passengers were returning from a wedding. They were traveling from one part of Sayad district to another. Spokesman for the local police commander blamed the minibus driver for the crash. He said the car fell into a deep pit because of his carelessness. It was not mentioned if there were any survivors. Traffic accidents are common in Afghanistan, mainly due to poor road conditions and carelessness of drivers on highways. And Hawaii's Kilauea volcano began erupting on Wednesday morning, according to the Hawaiian Volcano Observatory. At approximately 4.44 a.m. Hawaiian Standard Time on June 7th, the U.S. Geological Survey's Hawaiian Volcano Observatory detected a glow in Kilauea summit webcam images indicating that an eruption had commenced. The opening phases of eruptions are dynamic. Webcam imagery showed fissures at the base of the crater, generating lava flows on the surface of the crater floor. 
The alert level for Kilauea was raised to red for warning, according to the observatory. The eruption is currently confined within the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, and the observatory said it is in constant communication with park officials. At this time, there is no indication that populated areas are threatened. The National Park Service has listed the locations where people can safely watch the eruption and those who wish to do so can view it from as close as half a mile away. The eruption is expected to draw thousands of visitors to the park, which is open 24 hours per day. Kilauea also erupted in January and showed signs of heightened unrest in May of this year. That was a look at World News. Your sports report is up next. Argentinian soccer superstar Lionel Messi says he is coming to Inter-Miami and joining Major League Soccer. After months of speculation, Messi announced his decision on Wednesday to join a Miami franchise that has been led by another global soccer icon in David Beckham since its inception. It was widely believed that Messi eventually would choose to play for Al-Hilal in Saudi Arabia following his fellow great and his longtime rival Cristiano Ronaldo to a nation where some clubs now are funded by the state's sovereign wealth fund. Going back to Barcelona, a storied franchise that he spent most of his career with, was another possibility. But in the end, he made the call that surprised many, and Messi is joining Major League Soccer. He said in multiple interviews on Wednesday that some final details still needed to be worked out, but that he has made the call to continue his path in Miami. The seven-time Ballon d'Or winner makes his move after two years with Paris Saint-Germain. At 35 years old, Messi has nothing left to prove in the game and filled the only significant unchecked box on his resume back in December by leading Argentina to the World Cup title. Messi has more than 800 goals in his career, making him one of the greatest scorers in the sport's history. In more than 17 years of representing Argentina on the international stage, he has scored 102 goals against 38 different national team opponents. He scored twice in last year's World Cup final against France, a match that officially ended 3-3, with Argentina prevailing in penalty kicks. And over in the NFL, Cleveland Browns coach Kevin Stefanski expressed relief that two of his defensive players were not physically harmed while being robbed at gunpoint by six masked men outside a downtown nightclub. According to Cleveland police, the players had jewelry and a truck stolen during the early morning stick-up. According to the report, one of the players was returning to his truck in a parking lot at 3.30 a.m. Monday when the masked suspects jumped out of a car and robbed him of jewelry before fleeing in his vehicle. The player told police that he was not injured. 
And during the two days before Game 3, Coach Michael Malone could sense the Denver Nuggets Game 2 loss was weighing heavily on Jamal Murray. On Wednesday, Murray and Nikola Jocic rebounded from their first NBA Finals loss by making history. In their best and most important game as teammates, Jocic and Murray became the first duo to record 30-point triple-doubles, helping Denver route the Miami Heat 109-94 to take a 2-1 lead in the NBA Finals. Murray set the tone before finishing with 34 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds. Jochik delivered a stat line never seen before in NBA Finals history with 32 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. It was his eighth triple-double in his past 11 postseason games. Murray hit eight of his first 13 shots and had 20 points in the first half of the game. Jocic helped break Game 3 open in the third quarter with 12 points and 6 rebounds as Denver used a 29-15 run to build an 82-63 lead just before the end of that quarter. Jocic and Murray had help. Rookie Christian Brown contributed a breakout game with 15 points, making 7 of 8 shots. Aaron Gordon collected 11 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists, and the Nuggets shot 51.2% while holding Miami to 37% shooting and just 11 of 35 from behind the arc. Game 4 is Friday at 8.30 p.m. in Miami. That was a look at your sports report. Your weather forecast is up next. There are no active storms to report at this moment. We are definitely feeling the El Nino weather pattern, which refers to the warming of the ocean surface or above average sea surface temperatures and the level of rain increases significantly. Over to local weather conditions, partly cloudy skies are expected with a less than 20% chance of rain. Highs are at 86 degrees, however the real feel is around 98. Lows are at 82 degrees. Winds are coming from the south-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour and will shift to a more easterly movement during the night. That was a look at today's weather forecast. Recapping the news for today, murder count increases to five for the year. We need your vote and assistance for another destination award. Jamaica and the Bahamas form a tourism partnership. COVID-19 outbreak at geriatric ward in Barbados. CNN chairman and CEO steps down. Game 3 highlights of the NBA Finals. This has been your RTC Newscast. Thank you all for listening. If you missed today's presentation or any others, you can always visit the website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Have a wonderful evening. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.